the opinion line on Cork's 96FM. So the letter that the Onakura residents and families had all signed was handed in to the Taoiseach's office on Friday afternoon. Now, the Taoiseach wasn't there, but the office is, is manned, of course, and the letter was taken in. And there was a group of about eight or nine people there. And I went down to talk to them, and, and one of the first people I spoke to was Michael, who I spoke to in September when I met the residents at Onakura. And it was good to see Michael again. I met you last September. That's right, yeah. And you didn't know where you were going then. And no. you still don't know where you're going. Oh, we haven't been told anything, and neither has the staff. Yeah. Oh, the staff are still basically in t- total um, uh, darkness about where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. How long are you living there now? About oh, 10 years. But um, the thing is, um, th- there, was, there, was a, there was talk that we, we might be sent from where we are to car- a place in Cargline. Which, was, which has about 10 beds it could hold 10 residents and there's 11 of us left but there's all kinds of problems that have developed with the place in Cardline at the moment and um, we haven't been told of any alternative either yeah. What's it like to have all that uncertainty? Well, it's, it's been such a bad year for everyone it's, it's like um, I, I, we're, we're, we're kind of used to it by now yeah. um, My brother died of COVID-19 I got COVID-19 um, we're told the centre's closing and there's other things and um, I'm so used to being uh, I, I'm so used to problems that they're, they're basically not as big as they would otherwise be yeah I remember when I, when I talked to you last September you, you had a lot of anxiety you seem a bit more relaxed now oh yeah 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 well um, it's, it's um, I, I do a lot of prayer meditation actually and I find that a help and um, I've, I've, I'm, gi- I'm given the space and time to do it in Onokura I also do a lot of poetry and um, art and um, there's, there's poetry and art groups in Onokura um, th- there's a lot goes on there and, um, and, and you'd be afraid you might lose them somewhere else like yeah well you would um, as well as that I, I when I did get the virus I was in isolation for 10 days right. they were extremely careful my mood meals were brought to me in my room and um, they prevented it from spreading yeah. and they've done that several times because um, we a few of us have maybe about five in all have come down with the virus yeah. uh, they're put in isolation and the meals are taken in and out and the, um, the staff wear special suits when they're coming into the room be so so well managed when it there was is, a yeah, 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 that's right. You've come here today to hand in the letter to the Taoiseach. Yeah. Do you think he'll respond? Things things can take a long time in politics, and I'm hoping he will. Um, a lot of a lot has developed in the meantime. Um, when when it's actually brought to his front door, he, he might he might finally get involved. He's not there, but did they take the letter? Uh, yes, they did. His admin person took the uh, letter on his behalf. It was actually a letter that was put together by the residents of the centre and signed by all the residents, um, expressing their wish to remain in Onakura. They've been consistent in that message from um, the very beginning when this closure was announced. And it's really shocking to us that nobody's listening to them. The, the, the residents couldn't be clearer about their wish to, to stay in Onakura and live in Middleton. Since we spoke last September, this has gained momentum in that the Oireachtas Committee has now said there's no good reason to close this place. And yet, the plan is still there to close it. Yeah, we're we're actually um, shocked by that as well, and that's why we've um, ramped up our response to come to the Taoiseach's office today um, to uh, to look for his support and his intervention to support the Oireachtas Health Committee's very reasoned uh, assessment of the need to retain the service and to retain the Onakura um, Centre. So it's it's shocking that. 
we as residents, or we as family and residents, um, have had to go to such lengths to, um, I suppose, highlight this campaign. Um, the Oireachtas Committee came down and visited. They have um, heard testimony from the residents, from ourselves, um, from the staff in the unit, and they um, are crystal clear that the service needs to remain and the, the that the centre can be um, revamped and re- re- refurbished. So there is a, a problem here and we, we don't understand why um, why there is this resistance. It's, it doesn't make sense. It's, it really is at this stage only the HSE that is saying no, it can't be done. We're not sure. Is that just a lack of empathy or lack of understanding of the population that are living in this in this centre? These are people with very high level of need. They are established in this centre and in this community. So this is something that is a substantial service that needs to be retained. You have a relative there, as we said before, yeah. how, how are they doing, how are they handling this? It, it's been really difficult, to be honest, PJ, um, to to live with the uncertainty of where where you're going to live. For anyone is distressing. For people with um, mental health difficulties, it's it's just really awful and unacceptable that they um, will be put through this by um, a health service that professes to, to care about them. Okay, and your brother has been living there for a number of years and you've been here handing in the letter to the Taoiseach. You're not going away. Oh, absolutely not. I, you know, and this is this is our message. You know, we are going nowhere because who is in charge of our government? Is it Michal? At the moment, your Taoiseach. I'm standing outside your office at the moment. Okay, and I would like to say to you, we are talking about mental health patients here. Okay, who are very vulnerable in society. They they are totally accepted into the, 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 the community of Milton. Everyone knows them, okay? They're quite safe to walk up and down the town. They're quite safe to walk into their own homes or family homes or other people's homes for a chat, okay? When they go back to the centre, the entertainment that they have over is second to none. And they, they are insured by being in that health centre that their medication is correct and taken at the correct time all the time. They're, they're so well looked after and they've all told me that even themselves that told me that personally. Do you know the Oireachtas Committee have said there's no good reason to close it. They've written to the Minister Mary Butler. There hasn't been a response from her yet. Are you hoping the Taoiseach might move things along or at least get an answer as to why the HSE seems insistent on closing this? I mean, he is a former Minister for Health himself. Yes, and with PJ, this is my point that I'm trying to make, you know, is, is that it's like, it is like that the, it's the HSE and the civil servants of that part are running the country. Because, like, there's many scandals after coming up in recent times connected to the HSE, you know? And the HSE come out and they tell us they're engaging with the families, they're engaging with the, the residents. They are not engaging, okay? Because I'm Thomas's representative at the meetings. And we had two meetings. One was tell us we're closing, and another one then was to say that they were going to move Thomas to another area in Cork. And has anybody asked him what he would like? Thomas won't say a whole lot of words. Thomas says, the owner call centre in Milton has to stay open. In the story, that's what Thomas said. I hope that unlike most other politicians, that we actually get a response to the Health Committee's letter in which um, the, the Oireachtas Health Committee, and remember they're a cross-party group, 
they have investigated the reasons put forward by the HSE for the closure of the Onakura Centre and they have found the evidence on which the closure is based to be unconvincing, mm-hmm. as they put it. And that I letter is in the public arena. This, it is. We can all see this. And they have said that it needs to be reversed urgently. Now, that's three weeks ago and we are still waiting for a response. Has Minister Butler been back and contacted anybody or have you heard from her office? No, she has not. And we've emailed and have, uh, ha- have had no response which I think is indefensible. At the end of the day, there's a principle in democracy that we pay our taxes, so we're paying our public representatives to represent us, and I expect that job to be done. I'm not interested in the problems that they have at a personal level with their management. They need to put on their trousers and go and do their job. Otherwise, they're going to be consequence, electoral consequences. We're not going away. So the more we're ignored, the bigger we're going to get. Now, we've become aware, because of this campaign going on and on and on, and from a series of tireless um, freedom of information requests, um, that there are another cohort of residents, a bigger cohort, that have been moved out of Millfield House in Blackpool. This is um, a decision taken by the same HSE managers. And we're now going to make contact with them. So instead of dealing with the Onakura residents and relatives solely, we can double and increase our numbers. So if the government want to ignore us and they want our group to get bigger, that's fine. I'm up for it. Now, at the time of speaking to the residents and their families outside the Taoiseach's office, we would have been there about maybe quarter past, half past two on Friday. No word had been received back from the Minister of Mental Health, Mary Butler. Within hours, we got sight of her communication. So the chair of the Committee of Health is uh, Deputy Sean Crow. And he, following the committee's recommendation that this decision be reversed and that it was unjustified, he wrote to Minister Butler on behalf of his committee member members conveying this to her and she emailed him back and she refused and she has refused to intervene she has given some reasons which I'll go into later Uh, effectively she's given the same reasons for closing Onokura as the HSE has been given giving since last July. Things like once planning work for refurbishment began, it became clear refurbishment would mean demolishing the building, etc., etc. She talks about the Mental Health Commission. She says it was identified that systems were all beyond end of useful life and the premises is failing in standards, etc., etc. And then she says, as service provider, the HSC has responsibility for delivery of mental health services and it would be inappropriate for myself or the department to intervene in this matter. In other words, the Minister for Mental Health has refused to ask the HSE or to request the HSE to at least pause this. So the Minister for Mental Health has refused to ask the, the HSE to reverse this decision. I'll be getting some reaction to that later in the programme, but you can imagine how that went down over the weekend in East Cork. Minister for uh, Mental Health has refused to intervene on Onokura. Liam, when I spoke to the residents and the families outside the Taoiseach's office Friday afternoon, we hadn't had sight of this letter. Now we have, and it doesn't offer them any hope at all, does it? Um, I think Friday was was a real roller coaster for families. Um, 
I think they felt a great deal of validation from the, the encounters they had with the media and, and other people outside uh, the Taoiseach's office. And then a few hours later, we got that bombshell of the statement. Um, and I think what we're really struggling with here is that, you know, everyone you talk to can see that this service decision is wrong. The people on the streets can see it, the, the broader community in Middleton and East Cork. Any frontline clinician you speak to who works in the mental health services, any senior clinician, um, I, I know plenty of people in architecture and construction who frankly find the building arguments absurd. But we don't have the backing of the people with the power to intervene. And that's despite many months now of, of you know, working intensively on this. Um, and, you know, many revelations about this service and about other services that are connected to it. And I think the, the tragedy of all this is that the people most impacted by this service, service decision are among the most vulnerable people in society. And they're people who have already suffered a great deal in life. Um, and, and what's more, many of these people are invisible and voiceless because this is a much bigger injustice and it's a much bigger story than the current Onakura residents who, who do at least have representation. What struck me as I read the letter, having had sight of it myself at the weekend, it reads like, and I stress reads like, a regurgitation of any single press release you care to mention from the HSE since all this began. Yeah, and I think there's a few points. Uh, I, I, what really struck me is there's a few points in it, key points that are that are you know supposedly justifying the closure decision, but these key points have been refuted. For instance, um, there's there's uh, talk about you know once the planning for the refurbishment was was set in train, um, they discovered that the building couldn't be refurbished, and they went on to say that two independent reports supported this position, but no independent report has in fact supported the HSE's position that the Onakura building issues are beyond repair. We, we had an, an independent asbestos report in 2019. We had a fire safety um, report in 2021. Both of those were independent. And they set out the works that needed to be done on the premises. In other words, they said, here's how you would fix it, not you exactly. can't. Absolutely. No, no report that was independent stated that. And what we do know about the building is that there was actually a renovation costed and designed in 2020. And that report was buried and we had to go pursuing it relentlessly until we got it. It wasn't provided after one of the um, Eroctus committee meetings. We had to um, apply for it through FOI and then through the Public Accounts Committee. The Minister is standing over <coughs> what she says is the Mental Health Commission's opinion that Olakura is no longer fit for purpose. The Minister, in her response to the committee, again quotes that. But it's another fallacy, PJ, because the Mental Health Commission gave Onakura a higher compliance rating in consecutive years since 2017 um, than two of the main alternative facilities, uh, i.e. Um, St. Stephen's Hospital and St. Catherine's Ward. It gave it an 83% inspection uh, compliance rating in, in, in the last report. It did identify um, fire safety issues that needed to be addressed, and it did a follow-up inspection in June of last year, and it noted in its reports that it was dissatisfied with the degree to which the HSE um, acted on its recommendations. <laughs> but its overall, its overall, um, you know, impression of the service and its its overall, you know, quite systematic uh, compliance rating 
was much higher than actually quite a lot of the facilities in East Cork. So and in other words, the Mental Health Commission, the impression we're given is that the Mental Health Commission said, close this down. It never did. It never did. It never remotely said that. Um, one of the things that they, they keep mentioning is the Mental Health Commission had emphasised the, the size of single rooms as an issue. Um, and they've seized upon this as one of the reasons that they have to close it. They're saying that they can't increase the size of rooms, which again, why couldn't they increase it? Mm. Um, but even if that's the case, um, there's a service in, in Skibbereen called Sale Nua, and everything, every room in that facility is smaller than every room in, in Onakura. Yeah. And then in, in um, St. Stephen's Hospital, one of the main, the main corresponding ward in St. Stephen's Hospital, a place called Unit 8, you could be sharing a dorm-style room with up to five other residents. Liam, the question is asked, and one must ask it carefully, of course, but it's <coughs> being asked by many people since we began talking to you about this story last summer. What is really happening here? I, I would love to know. Um, I, I think, you know, we all had a hypothesis early on that it had a lot to do with the, the value of the site, and maybe the HC has reasons for that, and it has a lot of commercial value. And, and that may be the case, but um, when you look at the, um, the staggering amounts of money that have been squandered in other ser- related services, we've Garnet House, where people have been um, where people have been staying from Millfield House in Blackpool uh, for the last two years now at a, at a monthly cost, and that's only the, the rent and the cleaning cost of forty three and a half thousand euro. Meanwhile, their their primary residence in Blackpool was never renovated, and now apparently they're going to be moving back there. Um, we've had Glenwood House was bought for seven hundred and fifty thousand. We've had another five hundred thousand uh, invested in it, and it, it was fourteen months after it was purchased before the HSC applied for planning permission for its use as a mental health facility. And to this day, it still doesn't um, have planning permission. So that all amounts to over two million euro that could have been better spent. Um, so if it is down to money, you know that, it, that doesn't quite explain it either. I, I, I actually, my own theory is I think, I think if the HC had their time back, they wouldn't have made this decision. I think they didn't reckon with um, the, the campaign that we would have had. But I think now that they've managed, there's this authoritarian kind of absolute drive to, to see it through. Are you suggesting that they cannot be seen to back down now and that's why they won't? I, I think that, that's my own. I mean, I've, it, it's speculative to a degree, but that's the only um, theory that makes sense to me at this stage. Can I just make one point related to the the, the money um, that's been spent, PJ? One of the one of the um, suggestions in the statement was that a, a new house somewhere in East Cork is being um, sourced and a bid has been placed. Now that's that's very very concerning to us because. There has been no consultation with families about the location of that house. Um, if it is a detached house somewhere in the locality, the likelihood is it'll it'll be able to accommodate a limited amount of residents. So where's the capacity for all the other people in East Cork into the future and, and actually at present who require respite or even long-stay mm. placement? And are they now going to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, of taxpayers' money on another property that nobody wants, and why not? Why not renovate the Onacora Centre? We all know it can be renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the man on the street knows it can be renovated. It, it's it's an absurdity and it's a, it's a massive injustice to put people through this. Liam, thanks as always for your time. Uh, this one isn't gone away. I sense. 
even though today is not a good day. Yeah, thanks, PJ. Uh, not a good day for the people of Onakura at all, uh, where Minister uh, Mary Butler has, let's call it what she has refused uh, to intervene. Corks 96 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.